Hello, and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the Conversation, we'll talk with Tisha Deegan, the Executive Director of the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. Tisha, welcome to the County Conversation. Thanks, Jim. Glad to have you with us today. Talk about something that I don't think maybe folks know a lot about or understand it if they have heard about it, which mm-hmm. is the Community Services Board. But before we dive into that, let's talk about you. Talk about Tisha Deegan a little bit about who you are and where you came from and that kind of thing. You're executive director of the Fairfax Falls Church Community mm-hmm. Services Board, but I assume you haven't done that all of your life. <laughs> that's, <laughs> how, that's right. <laughs> how, how long have you been director of uh, CSB and what did you do before that? I've just been here five months. Okay. I started on September 15th. Um, so very much still learning the Fairfax way, oh, okay. the Virginia way. I came here from Michigan. Oh, okay. Um, for the last 13 years or so, I was the senior vice president, chief operating officer of Genesee Health System, and that is the community mental health system in Flint, Michigan, in hmm. the central part of Michigan. Okay. And again, I did that for 13 years. And my responsibilities there were all had to do with managed care systems, with service delivery. Oh, wow. Our system is pretty much the same size here in Fairfax as the system I came from, serving the same groups of folks. So a very familiar um, way to spend time in Mm -hmm. some ways, Mm -hmm. and yet, again, um, huge learning curve to be here. So happy to be here. Yeah. How how did you get involved in in this line of business, if you will? Well, let's see. I, I've been in Michigan my whole life. Um, master's degree from Michigan State. Oh, okay. That's the green one. Okay, right. And as well, a master's uh, in public health from University of Michigan. That's the blue one. Oh, okay, so you can pull for both sides. Both sides, right, right. <laughs> so I've been in the mental health field, substance abuse field, disability mm. services for more than 30 years. Mm. So I've spent my whole career in public service. Mm-hmm. Uh, the system I came from here uh, was also county-based, so again, hmm. a very similar system yeah. of service delivery for vulnerable populations, for people who would have difficulty obtaining services otherwise. Right. So right. Um, that's just been my passion mm-hmm. um, for my career, and I'm very happy at yeah. this point to yeah. be here. Yeah. How, how, I mean, was there something that, that interested you in the area of the, the mental health and substance abuse? I mean, in the in the compassion part and the giving part. I mean, there's a lot of folks that don't have that feeling, but I mean, is there anything you can attribute it back to that you really got you interested in it in going into this this field? Or, You know, um, I come from public service. My mm. father was a mm. teacher okay. and, and so forth. And it, it drew me in terms of trying to be helpful, trying to have a skill set, trying to learn the interventions that, that uh, particularly as a family therapist, which is my, my training and background, mm, okay. to make a difference for uh, focused on children and family systems. And it just to have the technology that is to have that background to right. make a difference for families in particular was my clinical focus. And then once I began to be in administration, which was early on, so that's been 25 years or so, mm. the ability to impact whole populations through yeah. you know, community-based intervention right, is, right. is very attractive to me. Wow. And that is something that was very attractive to me looking at what's happening here mm-hmm. in Fairfax. And okay. That's why I'm here. Okay. 
Well, we're glad to have you here in Fairfax County. Like I said, six months or so here on the job in Fairfax County, coming from from Michigan. And uh, we are recording this in uh, February of 2015, just right after um, our our biggest snow of the year, which (laughs) is three to four or five inches of snow. But it's been just brutally cold, winds, et cetera. Is, Is this what Michigan is like? <clears throat> well, if you'd asked me what I really loved about being here until this past <laughs> experience, I, I would have said it wasn't very much like Michigan right. with bitter cold and snow. Um, my son and daughter-in-law were visiting over the President's Day weekend, and they were confused because <laughs> they thought, wait, Mom, isn't this Virginia? Right, isn't this right. the South? Isn't this?" <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'd like to say that I'm glad to be here because I don't have cold and snow, but that turns out not to be yeah, true. Well, hopefully we'll get there quick. <laughs> <laughs> Spring is beautiful, I'm told. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Any minute, any minute. <laughs> so we we do need to talk about Community Services Board. Could chat a little bit more about the weather, but, uh, you know, okay. it is what it is. When, when spring is here, we'll complain about something, and when the summer is here, we'll complain how hot it is. But, Certainly. Uh, Community Services Board, a lot of folks call it CSB. We have to have our acronyms in right. government. So when someone hears CSB or Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board, that sounds so, you know, ominous and official, um, can you just kind of tell me the, you know, the average person explanation for what the Community Services Board is and what you do? Yeah, I'd be glad to because I think Community Services Board isn't very informative. Mm-hmm. You can't even kind of guess what that is right, when, you, right. when you hear that. Um, in Virginia, the system of community mental health centers, public community mental health centers, are called Community Services Board. Hmm. And they are by statute the point of single entry for individuals who are looking for publicly funded mental health, substance use disorder, and developmental or intellectual disability services. So it's a single point of entry statewide. There are 40 CSBs in Virginia. Hmm. We are by far, by many factors, the largest. Some of the CSBs are multi-county even. Um, But again, we're a standalone, and we do also have in our jurisdiction, not just Fairfax County, but also the cities of Falls Church and Fairfax, which is why our name is is what it is. Sometimes people wonder about that. So our job is to serve individuals who otherwise might not be able to access services who are largely being impacted by the seriousness of their disabilities. So again, the populations are adults with serious mental illness, children with serious emotional disturbance, Adults or children with intellectual or developmental disabilities and persons with substance use disorders and the most serious of those. So the CSBs exist statewide to serve people with who are being seriously impacted by and mm-hmm. functioning by their disabilities mm-hmm. um, and who otherwise might not be able to access services. So okay. the most vulnerable of the populations. And that that's our, our mission. Those are our population right. guidelines right. that we've put into place. Um, so it's a little bit frustrating sometimes because some folks might want to access services who do not have serious issues mm. that correspond to our population guidelines. And, and then our job is to make sure they can access other services in the community. We you know, do okay. referral okay. and, and, um, and information sharing about other uh, possibilities in the community for services. And having said that, anyone can access emergency services anytime or prevention oh, okay. education services. So you don't okay. have to get any kind of you know, income guidelines or any kind of population or okay. diagnosis guidelines, hmm. we have emergency services 24-7, 
to anyone who needs them. And we do that through uh, walking in, and that's to mm-hmm. our new Merrifield Center. Okay. Um, calling in on a crisis line, texting. We have a new text line mm. that's in place that's, oh, okay. that um, is popular with um, young folks who right, prefer to right. text than call. So just to be clear, there are guidelines for services in the CSB, but anyone can access emergency services or our okay. prevention education services. And that's what I was kind of trying to follow along there. So because until you mentioned emergency services, I was going to kind of ask the question. It seemed like you had a portion of the the niche or the, yes, the area. Correct. So mm-hmm. what happens if someone falls? And I think if I understood correctly, you're dealing with the more severe or serious issues with mental health, substance abuse, intellectual disabilities, et cetera. Mm -hmm. If someone does not fall within the severe, serious area that you have programs and services to help with, is it a referral? Is it a kind of walking through someone to try to get the help they need kind of? Exactly. We have a pretty well-developed system of accessing information and referral. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a a total department of folks who engage in in assisting folks to access what else is in the community. So there's a very rich network here of private providers and nonprofit Mm -hmm. providers who will serve folks with mild concerns or concerns that don't rise to the level of, of our criteria our priority population criteria. So that is part of Mm -hmm. our charge as well, to make sure that folks can have that information and and reach those other services. And and early on, you mentioned that the CSB, or Community Services Board, were established, I think you said, by the state or the Commonwealth of Virginia? Actually, they they were established uh, by President Kennedy. Oh, Uh, So the very last law he signed... Uh, before he died was in 1963, the Community Mental Health Mm -hmm. Act. And that established community mental health centers all across the country. It so happens that Virginia's statutes, which came into being shortly thereafter, chose to call the board's Community Community Services Services Board. Board. And that's true in a couple of other states, but Mm. but it it is essentially the same. And that charge was to serve persons with very serious issues and who would not otherwise access services. And you know, and again, frankly, we're only required by the state of Virginia, which is a very narrow, um, Virginia's scope of, mm-hmm. of services right. is pretty narrow compared to other states. We're mm-hmm. only required to do emergency services. Oh, wow. Okay. And if there's funding, some case management. In Fairfax, we're blessed. We provide all the services that a community services board can provide. Mm-hmm. All combination of case management, supports, coordination, residential, inpatient, all the services wow, that are possible. Okay. We do do that here in Fairfax. It's not true. Right. Uh, all across the state. So so the, the board or, or leadership within the county has made that uh, a priority, I guess. That's correct. And, and something very special about Fairfax, unusual <coughs> even for Virginia, is that um, because we don't, ha- you know, we don't have Medicaid expansion here, it's part of the issue in Virginia, mm-hmm. but always the Board of Supervisors has supported the Community Services Board with a huge proportion of local um, funding. So they fund about 75% of our budget. Mm. And our total budget is right around $155 million. Wow. So about 75% of that continues to be given to us in a general fund transfer, which is incredibly generous. Right. And that just speaks to the state of the state funding, which mm-hmm. is not very adequate mm-hmm. to, serve, to serve the populations mm-hmm. we're required to serve. We're on the county conversation talking with uh, Tisha Deegan, who's uh, executive director of the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board, talking about 
CSBs or community services boards and what they are and what they do and just kind of talked about the, the we've talked about what CSB is and what mm-hmm. you do and the funding level and um, I, maybe it's a it's a mean question or a dumb question uh, and maybe it's a question you get all the time of folks not understanding what it is CSB does and the question I was going to ask the importance because especially in times of tough budgets people may right. be thinking why are you spending all this money on these you know quote unquote air quotes these type of programs mm-hmm. is it really important does it make a difference well of course I believe so um, but it's also an economic question if as a society we don't take care of folks that are in the most vulnerable populations they're absorbing and using Perhaps 5%, 10% of folks with the most serious issues are using 50% mm-hmm. of, the, of the expenditure in terms of taking care of them. Now we're talking inpatient and state hospitalization rather than community-based, which is always less expensive and, by the way, with better outcomes. So mm-hmm. it's an economic yeah. uh, decision to support community-based services. And, and we know this all around the country, but certainly the Board of Supervisors knows this and continues to support us to that degree. And, and in fact, if I can talk about the Merrifield Center for a second, mm-hmm. um, our newest county okay. building, yeah. Yeah. you know, we just moved over half our staff into that single facility. That's 160,000 square feet, and it is full service. It's what we call integrated. Mm. There will come a time after this summer where we will have available all of the services the CSB provides, except residential, mm. including all of its emergency services, mm. plus primary care, dental. Wow. We have pharmacy and lab already. We'll have peer support services. We'll have education. Anything a person could need as they, they come into a building right. looking for some kind of human service, one the health department shop, will be yeah. there, one stop, and that's what we call integrated care. Huh. And And that is a new sort of movement nationally and Mm. that was so attractive to me when I kind of saw that story here in Fairfax that it's the reason I I kind of answered the ad Um, because that's what I that's my background that's what we did in Flint you know we opened some health clinics and so forth to serve people with serious mental illness because they will die 30 years sooner than the rest of us Mm. but they'll die from prevented preventable complex conditions just like you and I heart disease diabetes and so forth but they lose three, de- you know, three decades of life or four decades, of, and that's just not right. And integrated care can impact that. And again, those are expensive mm-hmm. last years of life. Those are expensive outcomes. Right. And that's back to your other question about yeah. why it's important to do this. Sure. Okay. Well, in the in the Maryfield Center, I was going to get to that, but since you brought it up, and it, it, you know, I'm I'm not the brightest bulb in the socket or whatever you call it, but um, I, I can understand efficiencies of having everyone there and potential cost savings and, and stuff like that, but what are some of the other other factors that I just can't see about having this, this integrated care of everybody under one roof in addition to just, I guess, more effective service delivery? Well, I think you've hit it. It's more effective and more efficient, and, you know, I know that moving my programs out of lease space all over the county mm-hmm. saved about a million dollars or oh, will wow. save about a million dollars. So that's very important yeah. to the Board of Supervisors yeah. and, and to the county executives. So that, that's a real hard savings. But in addition, if you imagine yourself as, as perhaps a parent with some children and you don't have any money and there's disabilities in the family and the child has needs and, and someone's sick, it, it's complicated to get services yeah, it, to figure out which buses to go on you know, to figure out what your entitlements will let you get and not let. It's a very mm-hmm. complicated, stressful process for a family to get what they need. And to 
sort of take one bus and get there. And by the way, a right. bus stop, stop right out in front and get there and walk in. Maybe tell your story once. Yeah, maybe wow. give your name yeah. and address once. Right. This is this is my vision. Tell your story. Give your name and address. Give your social security number once. And the health department's there. The DFS entitlement people are there. The dentist is there. Anything you could need to mm. resolve those issues to move your health outcomes right. forward into the positive territory, so your children can go to school, you can go to work, and so forth. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a it, it's a win win for well, our you, community. Well, you had me at uh, tell your story once because exactly. there's, no, there's nothing more frustrating for me than to go on like customer service or whatever. You tell your story, okay, hold on, and then somebody exactly. else comes on and you tell it again. And that, you get it. Yeah. That's right. Now wow. add a whole bunch of stressors and problems yeah. and risks. Add all that, and then try to tell your story three times. Wow. So that that's our goal. You got it. Okay. Um, are there major kind of moving along? Are there are some major issues maybe facing um, our residents today, the county government today, that um, community services board is, is looking at that you're uh, addressing or going to be addressing? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Of course, we're all facing the budget shortfall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the CSB will be um, contributing to that, to those reductions, um, something, you know, probably amongst the most significant amount, I think, will be contributing. Um, so that that's happening. And we still have to serve the same, um, you know, sort of number of right, folks with right. the same issues. We have to do that more do efficiently. More with less, exactly. Yeah. So we're all engaged in that. But there are things going on in the community that we're front and center with. Suicide prevention, mm-hmm. for example the heroin epidemic. These are two areas where the CSB is extremely important and involved. We've done so much work in suicide prevention. We're really proud of that. You know, we've got 10,000 people or more who have taken our our little online um, training that's for not mental health professionals, but for teachers, for police officers, for for, um, healthcare workers. Little 30 minute online, um, you know, evidence-based where you come away with tools, with words to say, mm. how to identify someone that might be struggling, um, whether it's, you know, a child, a neighbor, a, a friend, a coworker. And we also um, have had a grant now for some time to deliver something called Mental Health First Aid, which is an evidence-based eight-hour training focused on first responders and teachers that, again, gives people a toolbox to mm. know what to do. And the more of us that do that, the more of us that yeah. learn those tools as lay people, the safer the community becomes, right. the more likely we're able to prevent the next right. tragedy. So, you know, of course, our text line, our suicide line, all of those things are in place, um, hopefully to, to make a difference in, in that, what's happening as well. Heron, uh, the heroin or opiate addiction, yeah. epidemic issues that are going on, lots of people working on that at the state level. We've got folks on that task force. We've got folks on the local task force. Well, with law enforcement. And we had a co- county conversation just recently about um, heroin and opiate, uh, the epidemic. Some and of my I, staff, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I, I mean, I had no idea. I just, I, I don't put that in my mind when I think Fairfax County. No, no, most people wouldn't. And particularly if you think instead of heroin, which is, is an issue, if you think about opiate problems or pain medications, people mm. start with pain medications. Yeah, okay. And you had a great conversation, again, with some of yeah. my staff. You know, it, we don't think about it, but that's what we have to do. We have to talk about it because that breaks mm. down stigma, and yeah. that's what public outreach is all about. If we're afraid to talk about it, if we're afraid to have the conversations right. you had, right. then people don't share when they're in trouble, mm-hmm. and then bad things happen. There are so many more questions and topics and issues I want to ask you about and talk about, but uh, we're, we're right on the, the cusp of our time. You mentioned a good point, talking about it and 
trying to look at the, the what the Community Services Board does and is involved in mental health services, substance abuse, the intellectual disabilities, and this integrated care model, yes. et cetera. What do you see or what would you like to see as far as people talking more about these issues under your, your leadership of the CSB and, 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 and moving forward? That's a great question. I would like the community to feel like we're doing a good job as a community taking care of our most vulnerable mm -hmm. populations. I just want people to feel like that's happening equitably, consistently, and there have been issues with that, so I'm hoping, hoping to impact. But mostly mm -hmm. I want people to understand there is no health without mental health. Hmm. Okay, so treatment works. Okay, it, it's you know prevention works. There are outcomes that are there if people access services. The majority of people who need help don't ask for it, and hmm. yet the majority of people who get help have positive outcomes. Oh, wow. So we just need to keep talking about it, and 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 I believe if we can do that, then you know the people who are most vulnerable in the community will will reach those outcomes they're going for and you know I'll be feel like I did a good job hmm. at that point I'm I'm sure there's telephone numbers I'm probably there, sure there's many too many telephone numbers <laughs> that we can, that we could mention is there is there a main source that that you would recommend folks go to to get basic information or more detailed information about community services board the program services and and how to reach out and contact you Yes, I think the most efficient thing would be to go to fairfaxcounty.gov and then forward slash CSB. And from there, you can see all of the ways to access our pages about suicide prevention, our pages about the heroin epidemic, mm. um, our prevention. You can get to the, to the, the little 30-minute um, education trainings are on there, okay. linked there, uh, how to sign up for mental health first aid. All of that information is there, plus a plethora of phone numbers. It's one of my issues. I think we have too many phone numbers, mm. but they're all there too. You right. can kind of sort through whether you're looking for a routine intake, try to get a referral, or you're actually having an right. emergency. All those right. numbers are there. Okay. Well, and uh, one telephone number you can remember uh, answered between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. is 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. That's a, kind of an information and referral line for the county. So if folks have questions or trying to get to the right source, they can call that one number and then be uh, referred to you. Tisha, unfortunately, uh, we're, we're done with time. Uh, you know, I know there's so much more we could do. Uh, love to have conversations with additional folks on your staff about some of the Great. programs and services that you have. But thanks for uh, taking the time for being with us on this edition of the conversation. You're very welcome. I was very happy to be here. Tisha Deegan, Executive Director of the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. And as she said, go to fairfaxcounty.gov CSB if you'd like to get more information. Uh, again, you can call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. for more news. Also, the Fairfax County Newswire is your comprehensive county news source, and you can get that at fairfaxcounty.gov news. Thanks for listening to the County Conversation, produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.